Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, guys? Well, shave my head and call me baldy. I will be damned. Not only did we win, but it was our second win in a row. And this 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 thing that's happening now, it's it's something that hasn't happened in Chicago for well, at least since twenty twenty one. I don't remember if Nagy won consecutive games in his last season with us, but it's this thing that uh it happens around the league from time to time. It's called a um oh what's it's a call a winning streak. That's what it is. That's when you stack wins together when you do it more than once every couple of weeks or or whatever you know i mean the bears in their last eight games are what five and three or something like that so yeah it's not bad not bad and uh today is basically how it should have gone three weeks ago where we shut the door in the fourth quarter and, and you know dropped the hammer on them uh kind of thing instead of kind of rolling over and uh letting them do it to us uh, kind of thing, and I'm very pleased with how it went. We still didn't play a 60-minute ball game because the second quarter, wait till you hear the knee-jerk reactions. The first quarter, it's optimistic. Hey, everything's cool, and uh, even though we had to settle for a field goal uh, on that second drive in the first quarter, defense is doing well, and then the second quarter, it went straight to hell for almost the entire quarter, but the second half, Defense shuts out the the Lions. We scored a couple touchdowns. We got some uh, you know some turnovers. We scored off of a turnover, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it was a uh, a tale of two halves. Or you know, the Bears won three out of the four quarters, and this time it was enough to get the win because the uh, because the the one quarter that went bad was early in the game. It's not like we waited until the fourth quarter to make all of our mistakes like we did a few weeks ago uh, in Detroit. So, yeah, here we go. It's our, uh, this is the first game I've watched live since that Detroit game. So we got knee-jerk reactions. We got the whole deal. We got bear ups and bear downs. So let's go ahead and uh, let's get started. This is the Week 14 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Even though it is a uh, the Detroit is a dome team uh, per se, they are from the Midwest, so they're not unfamiliar with colder uh, temperatures. They're just not used to playing uh, in it. So uh, you know, today the steep drop in temperature because yesterday it was in the mid fifties. Today in Chicago it was in the mid thirties. So and it was near freezing uh, on top of it. And earlier in the week, the forecast, it was going to be raining and snow, and it looks like all that weather, it either passed us or it never got here because that's what was hindering things on the East Coast uh, today. So I don't know if it just passed us on the way to the East Coast today or if it went around us or whatever the situation was. We got the temperatures, but we didn't get the ugly uh, condition. It was kind of gray and overcast uh, in Chicago today, but otherwise it was just chilly outside as it tends to be in Chicagoland in December. So uh, this being the rematch between the Bears and the Lions, and of course we had that epic collapse 
in the final few minutes of the game uh, in Detroit. The Bears up 26-14 to with 4 minutes 15 seconds to go in the game and 4 minutes and 15 seconds later, we lost the game by 5. So, And we made it look easy uh, in the process. So, I mean, an epic collapse with uh, back-to-back uh, playing not to lose field goals uh, by Eberflus that gave us that 12-point lead, but at the same time, uh, not being aggressive and uh, going after the Lions, it was a, uh, it was not you know hindsight and whatnot. And then, don't get me started. After we basically we played prevent defense, which basically allowed the Lions to go right down the field and score the touchdown to make it a five point game at twenty six, twenty one. Then we put three tight ends on the field on first and second down and try to run into the middle of the line of scrimmage. And Detroit had timeouts. That that strategy would have been fine if Detroit was out of timeouts or if they only had one uh, or something like that. We But we run straight into a pile of humanity, first and second down, and then the deep shot to Tyler Scott that was just barely outside his fingertips. And in three plays, we'd wasted all of 15 seconds before we gave the ball back to the Lions, who in turn went right back down the field, scored what was the game-winning touchdown, and the cherry on top was uh, Darnell Wright having a, having a very solid game against Aiden Hutchinson, gave up the one sack that Aiden Hutchinson uh, got in that game. It was a strip sack, and uh, while we're scrambling for the ball, we kick it out of bounds for a safety, and there's your ball game. So, And it just happened, bang, 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 just like that. And um, funny thing was, you know, not to jump ahead too far here, but uh, at one point early in the fourth quarter, we had a 12-point lead on the Lions. We had to settle for a field goal to make it 25-13, to 13, which is almost 26-14, to 14, and actually would have been because both teams missed extra points. Otherwise, it would have exactly been 26-14 to 14 at that moment. In the ball game, I mean, talk about how about something that would have made a Bear fan's blood run cold if it was actually the same score, and we're kicking off to Detroit after settling for a field goal. But we'll talk more about that as we uh, dive in. And um, you know, it was per the usual. I mean, the, th- the the game damn near followed the same script as the first one, where the Bears take the opening kickoff. We run it right down the field score a touchdown and, you know, look impressive while doing it. Justin Fields mixing things up. We're moving the ball and bang, we're in the end zone. And, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, but, and, and then of course defense shuts them down. I'll, I'll play the knee jerk reaction and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> knee jerk reaction. First quarter bears lions and we're up. Ten nothing. We've scored on both of our drives, but things I'm not liking so far is the the Bears' offensive line. Uh, every time Justin Fields we drop back to pass, the pocket's being affected. It's collapsing uh, around him. It's like Justin's most of his rushing yards are from him scrambling because the pocket is crumbling around him. He hasn't had a clean pocket to throw out of yet uh, in the in the first quarter uh, of the game. And also, the Lions are uh, winning the game up front basically on both sides right now. But the Bears, as they always do or often do, 
opening drive, eight plays, 69 yards, touchdown with a DJ Moore run to the outside. And that's where the Bears are having success, running to the outside. The drive stalled on this last one because Getze just can't help himself, and we have to run straight into a pile uh, of Lions on first down. Uh, we, we we had an incomplete pass on second down. Fields got sacked on third, had to settle for a field goal. So we haven't run into a play not to lose situation yet, or a moment, I should say. But, uh, yeah, with the offensive line playing like this, I can definitely see us not being wanting to take risks today. But the good news is so far we're up 10 nothing. Uh, Detroit is in Chicago territory at the moment as they start the second quarter. What I didn't get into was that touchdown run by DJ Moore and what made it so unique because it it was kind of like a reverse almost because Fields started in an empty backfield and then he motions DJ Moore over who in turn now is playing quarterback while Fields is set out wide with with Mooney and um, someone else. It wasn't Equinemius because he was out today. But um, you got three re- three receivers over there. And then on the play, uh, Moore takes the snap and then Fields comes in so as to like, oh, it's going to be a reverse and Fields is going to throw it. Only Moore hangs on to the ball, turns the corner, runs right up the field and is untouched for the 16-yard run because Braxton Jones and Lucas Patrick are out in front along with the blocks that Mooney and everybody uh, laid out for him. I think it was Komet that was over there as well. But, um, but yeah, so it was, uh, you know, some, actually some creative play calling uh, on that one where DJ Moore comes in, he takes the snap, fakes the reverse to uh, Fields, gets to the outside, and went untouched because he had a wall of blockers, uh, you know, in front of him, and, and they were sealing off the, uh, the Lions, and bang, 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 four or five minutes into the game, we're on the board uh, after our first drive for the second meeting in a row. And actually, it's the third, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. We scored on our first drive against, that, uh, against the Lions in Detroit at the end of the season uh, last year as well. So, But, I mean, it was, it was, it was nice to, to, to see that. We were mixing it up and moving the ball down the field, and then we have that, that kind of you know, creative play call there at the end to show that Getze, God forbid, is capable uh, of such a thing. Um, but the funny thing was the first three touches of the game for DJ Moore were all runs. And we'll talk about that second one here in a minute. But he didn't get an actual passing target until the third quarter. The first drive of the third quarter was the first time that we actually targeted DJ Moore in the passing game. And this is for our leading receiver, who's got over 70 receptions and 1,000 yards on the season with five games to go. Didn't get his first target until the third quarter. That's Lou Getze for you right there. So, but on the uh, ensuing drive for the the Lions, they got a couple of first downs in there, but it was six plays and they were punting the ball after only gaining uh, 12 yards uh, on the uh, the drive. And then, as I mentioned before, 10 plays – 63 yards, it says. The Bears uh, moved the ball down the field. And and what was happening, and I was uh, messaging with my good friend Eric McCubbin uh, during the game, as he tends to do. He reaches out to me uh, during the games on uh, Facebook Messenger. If anybody else wants to chime in from time to time, feel free. 
um, he was saying that uh, well, this was later in the game that he was like, I'm, you know, we're about to get conservative because it was we were up 25 to 13. And, uh, you know, this is exactly how the last game went. And then we ended up having to kick a field goal on that particular drive. But it was it was different. And, and the way that I phrased it to him was I would rather settle for a field goal than play for a field goal because that's what I felt like we did in that first game especially that second one uh you know we weren't being aggressive trying to get the ball down the field or anything like that we were basically just kind of taking what the Lions were giving us we were running the ball trying to bleed the clock and and everything and then taking then kicking the field goal I felt like we were playing for a field goal instead of settling for one which is what we ended up doing uh today we settled for that field goal, but the Bears, uh, you know, were, were, were trying to move the ball down the field, especially in that one, that one in the fourth quarter that made it 28 to, uh, that made it 28 to 13. The Bears were in the red zone, were taking shots at the downfield and trying to score as opposed to, oh, we'll run right, run left, you know, you know, maybe throw the football, then we'll kick the field goal uh, kind of thing, which is exactly what, like, we felt like we were doing at the end of that last field goal drive in Detroit uh, a few weeks ago. So it's not exactly playing to win, but it's not playing not to lose. That that's it's it's weird to, you know, I know I know how that sounds, but it's just it just had a different vibe to it than it did. Not exactly the vibe I'm looking for, you know, being ultra aggressive and going after it uh kind of thing, but it was close. It was close. We didn't actually look like we were just trying to you know, take the field goal, keep it a two-score game, blah blah blah. No, we actually looked like we were trying to win the game and, and everything, just not as, as aggressively as I would have liked. But I'll take what I can get at this point. It's it's progress as far as I'm concerned. So we're going into the second quarter. It's ten nothing. We we have the uh, momentum. Uh, we've scored on our two drives. The Lions had maybe five minutes time of possession uh, in the uh, in the first quarter, while the Bears kind of played keep away with their. Let's see, we had a, the first drive was eight plays and four minutes forty five seconds. Second drive was ten plays and just over five minutes, so nearly ten minutes in in time of possession. The Lions uh, taking the rest in their one and a half drives uh, in the first first quarter but in the second quarter it felt like the fourth quarter of the first game all over again a lot of things you don't like to see the Bears not capitalizing on mistakes and the Lions making us pay for them in return (coughs) knee-jerk reaction second quarter Bears Lions and all the momentum that was there at the end of the first quarter gone almost immediately in the second quarter and it actually started out pretty well because the Jalen Johnson intercepts uh, Jared Goff on one of the first plays of the second quarter. But where it all started to turn was Eddie Jackson's push in the back on the return because Jalen Johnson returns it all the way to about the 30, 35 yard line and then actually fumbles it out of bounds uh, as well. But it comes back to the 10 yards from the foul. So the Bears are starting inside their own uh, 10 yard line. We, we get the ball near midfield. We go for it on fourth down. There's us actually playing to win, but Getsy can't help himself. 
And instead of doing some kind of rollout with fields, possibly a pass play uh, or anything like that, we don't even even try the quarterback sneak. What do we do? We do an outside pitch to DJ Moore, of all people. Um, And, of course, he gets stuffed for a loss. And the momentum absolutely changed uh, after that. The, The Lions go in and score. On that drive, the Bears have their worst drive of the of the game immediately after that three and out fields get sacked on one play killed on another we punt the ball away they start at midfield and uh score another touchdown uh, on the heels of that so what was 10 nothing at the end of one is 13 to 10 at the half because the lions missed an extra point and the lions start with the football uh in the second half so it's uh all lions at this point all the momentum everything it was all them in the second quarter so not optimistic going into the second half. <laughs> and so you hear how kind of draining the second quarter was to watch it get zapped from us that quickly. And and with every indication that this was going to continue into the second half because the Bears or Eberflus, whoever you want to put it on, aren't exactly known for making second half adjustments, for fixing what went wrong in the first half, it, it's one of their it's one of their kryptonites, uh, if you will. And you know, like I said, from the the moment that that Jalen Johnson intercepted that pass, and it was a fourth and ten play, so it was uh, Dan Campbell playing the analytics, saying that you know even if we don't get the first down here. It's still deep enough in Chicago territory. This is where we're going to hand over the football and, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, So it was fourth and 10, intercepted by Johnson, who made a great play uh, on the ball. He's running up and down the field. He's breaking tackles, making guys miss, and the ball pops out. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, the guy who uh, the ball was intended for, comes up behind and literally, as my dad is saying, protect the ball because he can see St. Brown coming. The ball gets punched out of his arm, and I was wrong. Jalen made it all the way to the 40, and the ball rolled to midfield at the 50. So we're getting it somewhere in the 40 or 50, between the 40 and the 50. Uh, great field position, but almost immediately after the interception, Eddie Jackson pushes uh, a receiver uh, to the ground from behind. Like you see him a shove right there in the middle of the field. So the, everybody was going to see it. Sure enough, it gets flagged. The penalty was at the 22, so 10 yards from the 22, we start at the 12. So not inside the 10, but at the 12, which is basically just as bad. And, um, you know, we were, we were able to move the ball uh, down the field uh, on that. But like I said, that on that, that fourth down play, and, and what is – it's the same beef that I had at the, at the end of the Lions game was in that drive where we went three and out and gave the ball back in 15 – seconds those two three yard in the cloud of dust runs by Khalil Herbert where we're telegraphing that we're going to run with all three of our tight ends on the field nobody in the back you know no full you know then we just turn around and hand it off to to Herbert when we have 10 men in the box uh and everything it takes the ball out of our best players hands and I guess maybe you could argue that our best player on offense is DJ Moore but as far as, you know, these kind of situations are, you want the ball in Justin Fields' hands. And all of these plays take the ball out of his hands. Like, I, I didn't want just because it was one of those long yards. 
you know, that was almost two yards. Like, that's how long of a yard it was. It was like a yard and a half, actually, that um, we needed to gain to get the first down. And it looked like the perfect situation for not so much an RPO, but maybe like, honestly, an option play. I mean, that's what an RPO is anyway. But to have fields run, you know, fake the fake the dive like a straight up option play. Fake the, the dive to the fullback and run either to the right or to the left, and you either and you play the pitch man. If he goes for the quarterback, you pitch to the running back. He gets the first down, or he stays with the with the pitch running back, and you just cut it up and get the yard that we need. But instead, we got to get cute. It was a straight up sweep to DJ Moore, and the Lions were ready for it. You know, it was one-on-one, and DJ Moore lost. Uh, it was DJ Moore against the linebacker, or possibly even a defensive end. I'm not really, I don't really remember. But there was a defender right there, wrapped him right up, and ended up being, I think, like a one- or a two-yard loss uh, on the play. So, you know, it's just the those situations where he's constantly taking the ball out of Justin Fields' hands can frustrates me over and over again. You know, just frustrates me. It's like, never mind the tush-push or trying to dive uh, for a yard. We've proven over and over again that we're not good at that. You know, we're, we're not good at that. It's, I, I, you know, I, I don't understand why, but we're not. We're, we're, we just, that doesn't work for us. So we got to think of something else. And I know that I'm an advocate for not trying to be too cute. But in this instance, I would have really loved if we'd have come out with that same formation that we had in that first game that we were running the Khalil Herbert running plays with and threw out of it because the Lions are going to load the box, expecting us to try to run the ball, and then, whoops, there's Robert Tunyon running like a crazy man down the middle of the field wide open for a a first down and or touchdown. You know, it's not so much trying to get cute. It's outsmarting the defense, whereas, you know, we're showing them a look that we have ignorantly run out of every single time. And just this once, we're actually going to throw out of it because we know, judging by the 9 to 10 people that you have in the box, you're expecting us to run, and we're actually going to throw it. So just that one time, I would have loved to see Getsy actually use his brain a little bit in that every time that we've put this formation in front of Detroit, we've run out of it. And, you know, that's been unsuccessful for us. So let's do what they're expecting us to do or line up. And then what they expect us to do, we'll do the opposite. And won't that be fantastic? So, yeah. But like I said, the two touchdown drives for the uh, for the Lions, nine plays, 61 yards on the first one ended with a 12-yard run from Jameer Gibbs. And then the second touchdown was a pass to um, Josh Reynolds um, from the eight-yard line. So, I mean, it was, uh, what, 11 plays, I think, this time? Yeah, 11 plays, 53 yards, nearly five minutes. So, the, and like I said, they, they flipped the script on us where they had the ball for over 10 minutes and we only had it for five. Only they punched both of theirs in for touchdowns. And missing that extra point made it 13-10 to 10, uh, at the half. But like I said, going into the half, you didn't get any sense for, you know, like the momentum had been stolen. And knowing what we know about Iberflus and, and second-half adjustments, 
not that we come out looking bad, but it's like we come out trying to do the same thing that we were doing before, and it continues not to work uh, for the second half, and that's why we keep losing ball games. Um, they definitely did something uh, in the uh, during the halftime adjustments. <clears throat> Excuse me. They definitely fixed something. They saw something, and they were able to exploit it because as you hear me talk about in the third quarter knee-jerk reaction, momentum shifted, and the defense came to play in the second half. <laughs> knee-jerk reaction, third quarter, Bears, Lions, and uh, had a crazy last few minutes. Number one, the defense is stepping up. We've completely shut uh, Detroit out uh, for this quarter, but in a much different way than we did in the in the first quarter. It was much more about playing keep away because the offense had the ball for the majority of it. This one, I think we've had three three and outs, and we just got uh, a fumble recovery on uh, on Jared Goff when he fumbled a snap uh, inside their own thirty yard line. So the Bears are almost. I think we're actually in the red zone now after that last catch from Deontay Foreman. But the crazy sequence. Uh, you know, Justin Fields gets hit in the backfield. Um, initially, it looks like a fumble, but it turns out he was trying to throw it while he was inches from the ground. So it's called an incomplete pass. And the Bears go for it on fourth and 13. The Lions jump. So it's a free play. And we find DJ Moore down the sideline for a 38-yard touchdown to go up 19-13. to 13. And then the extra point is blocked and nearly run back by a Keith Trailer lookalike, uh, you know, big fat guy running down the sideline uh, trying to get the two points for Detroit but came up short on it. And then, like I said, the, the golf fumbles got the Bears inside the red zone. So where it's, whereas all the momentum was stolen by Detroit and things did not look good going into the half, it's been completely flipped here in the third quarter. So now it's just a matter of doing what we failed to do in the fourth quarter last time. Foot on the gas, all gas, no brakes, apply the pressure, and uh, maintain the lead. We're winning right now, and we're looking to score again. So, I mean, like I said, the defense, three three and outs, and the uh, fumble recovery on the uh, on the fourth drive, because I'm looking at the play-by-play on ESPN and the Lions' uh, possessions, punt, 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 fumble. Three plays, four yards, three plays, seven yards, three play minus one yard, two plays, six yards. So two and three is five, plus three more is eight, plus three. They ran 11 plays for four, 11, 10, 16 yards. 11 plays for 16 yards. That was their third quarter. And uh, the Bears, again, tie the game up with a field goal on, on our opening drive. 12 plays, 60 Five yards, uh, we, and I'm looking at the first play that I saw, Justin Fields pass short made middle to Valus Jones, who was playing because Equinemia St. Brown uh, was out. But, you know, we, we give, finally throwing the ball to DJ Moore. But you know what? The first play of the third quarter, right after Mark Slareth just got done saying, you know what, what we want to do is get the Bears running on the edges. Because we were trying to run between the tackles and Detroit was just not having it. Okay, but where we had success running the ball earlier was when Justin Fields got to the outside. The touchdown run that DJ Moore had was a sweep to the outside uh, and everything. Get to the outside, 
then you've got a you've got a chance. So we want to be running things like off tackle or just boat, you know, straight up sweeps to the outside as opposed to trying to run into what I've been calling over and over again a wall of humanity because those linebackers, those defensive linemen uh we're not having it up front uh today. They've got a, almost as good a run defense as we've got uh in this uh this season. So you know, running against them was going to be difficult and then we're running right into the teeth uh, of the defense and failing over and over again. So it's like get to the outside and we'll start seeing some success and target DJ Moore, throw him the damn ball. And then the first time we see DJ Moore, it's another one of those stupid ass sweeps. And he comes up limping after the play. It's like, oh, great. That's fantastic. So he's hurt now. So he didn't end up coming coming back in. So I guess he was just shook up. But it was just like, come on, man. He just literally told you, throw DJ Moore the ball. 70 catches, 1,000 yards with five games to go. It was like, yeah, he's doing things. So throw him the damn ball. And first play, we got him running again. So went the entire first half without a target. The only two times he touched the ball, we were literally designed runs for DJ Moore. And then here we were with a third one. Uh, to start it, it's like, oh, man, here we go. But on second down, we hit Darno Mooney for 16 yards. Then we start moving the uh, the football, get it all the way down to the seven-yard line for the uh, of the Lions and had to settle for the field goal. So it's just like, ah. But we were inside the red zone, and it was just more of, like, in the past, not being able to finish the drives. Whereas, uh, again, we're settling for the field goal, not playing for the field goal. The Bears were trying to score. The, the Lions just weren't having it. But, you know, we, we, we get the – we go three and out on our next drive, and then the play after that, they punt the ball. We go seven plays, 50 yards for the touchdown, and that was the, uh, the Bears going for it on fourth and 13. And as crazy as that was, you know, it's like, what is this, Madden? We're going for it on 4th and 13. It, it makes sense as far as probably like the analytics. Like that was definitely an analytics-type move where what do the numbers say? Well, the numbers say that, you know, even if we fail or if we don't get the entire 13-yard lines that – or 13 yards that we need that, you know, we're deep enough in our own territory that this is, you know, a fair trade, uh, if you will. And – uh like I said, the first thing that happened was the defensive lineman jumped, so it's a free play. No matter what happens, we get to do this again, only this time it'll be 4th and 8 instead of 4th and 13. Maybe we kick the field goal instead because from the 38, it's like a 57, 56, 57-yard field goal, and in a day like today, probably not a good, yeah, probably not a good idea. So even with Cairo Santos, you don't want him trying to set his season mark at this point in the ballgame. So, you know, we're at the 38, so it doesn't make sense to punt, you know, and that kind of thing. So you go for it. You see what you can get, and if not, then they've got decent field position, but they're also, you know, they still got a ways to go to score. We go for it. We get them to jump, so it's a free play no matter what. DJ Moore puts a move on the DB. He's wide open. Fields bangs him with it for the touchdown, and just like that, it's, it's 19 to 13. And then two plays later, Two plays later, Goff fumbles the snap, and who recovers it? Mr. Man on the spot himself, T.J. Edwards. And, uh, you know, we go back and we score a touchdown off of that, which was part of my keys to the game, kiddies. Part of the keys to the game. But that was in the, uh, that was in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, the touchdown itself was in the uh, was in the fourth quarter. But yeah, we recovered that fumble, and it's like, uh oh, here we go. You know, starting with the ball at the Detroit twenty nine uh, yard line, we've got all of this momentum now uh, going into the fourth quarter, and you know, it went the way that we wanted to. The Bears finished it off. We actually did it this time, and you'll hear this in the uh, in the knee jerk reaction that I'm kind of. Uh, I'm kind of almost speechless because when I listened to it before, it sounded kind of sounds like I'm rambling. Where it's like, yeah, we did it, and yeah, we did this, and blah, blah. it's like so, like I can't believe we actually pulled it off uh, this time. Even though the entire half was played, you never really got a sense that Detroit got anything going, and that we were going to uh, that we were going to fall, that we we're going to roll over and let them do it to us this time. It's just that, you know, like I said all week when I said it, you guys heard me say it to Jeremy and I said it in the show that do I think the bears can win? Absolutely. I mean, the way that they play, we know that we're capable of doing this. We know that we're capable of playing really good football at times. It's just that when they do it one week, they almost never do it again the week after that's been the problem with, uh, with Eberflus. And finally the bears have beaten a quality opponent. So we can all stop with the narrative that we've only beaten lousy quarterbacks. Everybody's been singing Jared Goff's praises this season, and we beat him today. So that whole the Bears haven't beaten a decent quarterback thing, everybody can shut up about that now. <laughs> it's like because they've done it now. They beat a quality team, a 9-3 and three team that, uh, you know, was still gunning for. They're not completely out of the race, but still gunning for not only the division title, but the top seed in the NFC right now. They're right at the top with the Eagles and the 49ers and the Cowboys. So, you know, yeah. So we beat a quality team. We didn't just beat up on the 6-6 six and six Vikings or the 4-7 and seven, uh, Commanders or whatever. You know, we actually beat a good football team today, handily as well. So, but you'll hear me in the fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction. Like, I can't believe this is actually – happening or that it did happen somebody pinch me uh kind of thing and uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> knee jerk reaction fourth quarter bears lions and it all worked out the defense played an outstanding game we affected golf we forced an interception at the end of the at the end of the quarter and uh you know it was just everything we've wanted to see from this defense and everything they didn't do the first time around. You know, when uh, the, the Lions tried to make a run for it when they were down 15, uh, we ended up stopping them on fourth down to, uh, to get the ball back. Yeah, I mean, I didn't trust them to do it. That's why I picked the Lions to win the game. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> I got to see consistency. Uh, from them, but we got a winnable game next week against the uh, against the Browns, and then uh, who knows what happens after that? Because we got the Cardinals and the Falcons, and they're not scaring anybody. So who knows? Maybe this could be the start of something. <laughs> Dare I say this could be the start of something? It was something that Lauren and I talked about when we did our two thirds season uh, review with the way that the defense has been playing. And Justin Fields fumbles aside from the, uh, well, fumbles aside, period, because he had fumbles in the Detroit, he had a fumble in the Detroit game and two in the Minnesota game. But fumbles aside, 
has been playing as as Adam Amin put it today. It, it sounds very backhanded, but it's actually true. It's solid, not spectacular. You know, he's not going out there and and like he was against Denver and Washington, throwing for three fifty and four touchdowns uh, or anything. But it's more like two thirty and two touchdowns and no interceptions and and things like that. And but as soon as we figure out how to hang on to the ball, which he did not fumble today, he didn't fumble today. He didn't turn the ball over at all today. And uh, with the defense playing that way and with field seemingly in control uh, of the offense, I mean, obviously our, our, our giant obstacle is, is Getsy and his sometimes unfathomable play calling. But, and with the schedule that we have coming up ahead, it's like the, the, the Browns seem like a fairly frightening football game uh, about a month and a half ago when Deshaun Watson was still healthy and they came back from a big deficit to beat uh, the Ravens and on the road in Baltimore and things like that, and their defense is playing at a historic level at one point uh, during the season. While the defense is still good, it's a little banged up, and they've got Joe Flacco playing quarterback for him right now, or maybe it'll be DTR. Maybe he'll pass concussion protocol and get his job back uh, next week. But that's probably the scariest game we have left on the schedule because after them we've got the Arizona Cardinals and the Atlanta Falcons, both, uh, you know, the Falcons in the South, the Arizona in the desert dome teams are coming to soldier field in, in the ass crack of the Midwest when it's freezing outside or it should be at that point. And, uh, you know, that gives us an advantage as far as the weather uh, is concerned, and then we go up to Lambeau to finish out the season for what is possibly shaping up to be a very important football game. Because if everything breaks the Bears' way over the next few weeks, we might be playing for the last playoff spot. Isn't that insane to even think about? That after going, after starting one and five, that we could be this year's Detroit Lions. We're on the last game of the season. We actually have a shot, an outs- maybe an outside shot. Maybe we need to win and get help kind of thing. But we might end up playing that Sunday night game in Green Bay after all. And that's what Jeremy Reisman and I were talking about. I don't know if we did that on, on mic or if we did it off mic, that now it's our turn. Last year it was them. They were the one that had the really bad start to the season. They finished really strong, almost made the playoff run, but they finished the year by beating Green, Bow and, Green Bay and Lambeau and keeping them out of the playoffs. Now it's our turn. Maybe we do it this year. We turn a 1-5 season into something a bit more respectable, and in the last game of the season, we go to Lambeau and we keep the Packers out of the playoffs. Wouldn't that just be something? So, yeah. But then you've got all the thing about that's probably going to keep Eberflus in place, which means probably Getsy's going to stay in place, and <sighs> who knows, but... Well, we'll cross that bridge uh, when we get to it. But like I said, the Bears' defense was outstanding uh, in the second half. Uh, they shut the Lions out, and not only did they do that, but it was the Lions' second half was punt, 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 fumble, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, an 11-play, 37-yard drive in the fourth quarter, turnover on downs, interception uh, at the end where uh, – I think Goff got hit as he threw and got picked off by Tremaine uh, Edmonds, and that was your ball game. 
uh, right there. So, uh, yeah. And then what was really cool about the end was after Edmonds picked off the pass, even though the Lions were out of first downs, they're still, they still had the two-minute warning ahead of us, and we needed a first down. And after the two-minute warning, first play after the two-minute warning, Deontay Foreman runs for a first down, stays inbounds. There's your ball game. It's like that's two weeks in a row now that the Bears have closed, that they have been able to close, that they did what they needed to do to close out the game. Was Fields leading the offense down the field for the game-winning touchdown. This week was after the defense, again, uh, gets the ball back for us. We get to close out the, the game. All we need is a first down, and the ball game is over. And sure enough, we got the first down and won the football game. So the Bears win it 28-13. to 13. And, uh, you know, it was one bad quarter. It was that because the first quarter was all Bears, you know, 10-plus minutes of time of possession, two scoring, two drives, two scoring drives uh, and everything. And the second quarter just all went straight to hell. <laughs> but in the second half, we made the adjustments, that, that awesome play on fourth and 13. Uh, number one, just going for it made me happy. But number two, the fact that we took a shot, uh, you know, or that – and I, I forget who it was that, that tweeted it out, was that um, when was the last time you saw the Bears um, get a free play and then get something off of it? You know what I mean? It's like that's the kind of shit that happens to the Packers. Like how many times did Aaron Rodgers burn us on a play where he got somebody to jump? Or the thing that he, he did it to us a couple of times that I really thought it was petty, you know? Maybe it was just sour grapes, but... He got us a few times where he got them to snap the ball while somebody was running off the field, and it was technically 12 men on the field, and he got a free five yards out of it. Now, it's shrewd, and, you know, it's uh, it's dubious for sure, and it really sucks because he, he, would, he, he, he did it to us more than once, which is like, what, what are we doing? Why are we letting him do this to us? And damn you for doing it. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, when was the last time the Bears had a free play and it actually turned into something as opposed to, oh, uh, we got the guy to jump, we got the play off, so it's a free play and field through an interception. Ah, shit. Well, well, at least it's coming back because of the offsides penalty and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, wide open down the field, bang, DJ Moore, touchdown. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. And then, like I said, the, and the funny thing about me saying it was a Keith Trailer moment the guy was number 94, just like Keith Trailer was. So it's kind of apropos that I said it was a Keith Trailer moment, only it wasn't as fun or exciting as that, uh, that uh, interception was against Jacksonville back in 01. That's like literally one of my favorite Bears plays of all time was Keith Trailer making the one-handed interception and then running it back 70 yards where he was turning his head looking for somebody to pitch it to for like the last 50 yards of that run. It's like just the visuals of that play. There were literally dudes running past him and then coming back to help him out. And it was literally like a pile of like 11 bodies when they finally tackled him. It was so great. It's my one of my favorite plays, if not my favorite play uh, of all time in Bears history. There's just so much. It was so much fun, that play. So, And it was a fun year, too. Oh one one was a good season. 13 and 3. Yeah, Trailer and and, Key, and and Ted Washington were the were Erlacher's protectors and he had an insane season uh that year. It was a good year. It's a fun year. Crappy outcome in the playoff game against the Eagles though. 
Anyway, guys, there you go. There is the uh, review for the Bears' victory over the Lions, 28-13 to in Soldier Field. And uh, the Bears are now 5-8. and eight. The Lions dropped to 9-4, uh, or nine and four, excuse me. We're 500 at home. My God, when was the last time we had a winning record at home? Maybe 20, 2019, maybe? Maybe. So, yeah, we're 500. And our next and our last two games at home are at are Atlanta and Arizona. I like our odds in those games. I really do. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. So let's go ahead and, and uh, wrap this thing up with everybody's favorite segment, the Bear Up, Bear Down. Bear Up, Bear Down for the week number 14 review. And uh, the Bears' 28-13 win over the Lions, where aside from that second quarter, uh, much like the first game, the Bears dominated most of it. And in this case, we dominated the moments that counted, which were the first, third, and fourth quarters uh, of the game. So not really giving them a chance to come back, even when they had, uh, you know, we, we had those, like I said, the, the the kind of flashbacks, if you will, when the Bears were up 25-13 to 13 and had to settle for a field goal before giving the ball back uh, to the uh, to the Lions. And it's like, yeah, it's it's... It's earlier in the game than it was then. You know, we're up twenty-five to thirteen with about twelve minutes to go uh, in the uh, in the fourth quarter. But it's like, yeah, this is uh, there's an eerie feeling to this. So, yeah, it was uh, it was funny. So, bear up, Justin Fields. Our guy was nineteen of thirty-three, so not great, but two twenty-three, a touchdown, a great touchdown to uh, DJ Moore. And uh, no interceptions, no fumbles, no turnovers, and he was also our leading rusher, 12 carries for 58 yards and the touchdown at the uh, at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was him. So, yeah, a uh, solid game. Uh, what was it, 270, 281 yards uh, of offense, two touchdowns, no turnovers. So that's a vast improvement from uh, last game against the Vikings where he turned it over twice in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, fantastic. And, um, yeah, so very happy with that. Bear up, DJ Moore. Six catches, 68 yards, and that touchdown on fourth and 13. Put a great move on the DB to so he was wide open, made it very easy uh, for Justin. Uh, he also had the three carries for 20 yards and the first touchdown of the ball game. A very well-designed play uh, by Getze to get him to the outside with a wall of blockers waiting uh, for him, so he goes in untouched, and it was our our thumbnail cover uh, for this week was him running into the end zone with uh, almost side by side with Lucas Patrick uh, on that one. Very cool uh, image. Uh, bear up, Montez Sweat. Talk about somebody who's really had an impact. You know, the, the he's the anti Chase Claypool. Where we everybody was upset the Bears gave up a second round pick uh, to get Sweat, just like they were kind of scratching their heads why after selling off Roquan and Robert Quinn, why would you go all in on a trade for uh, Chase Claypool, especially giving up a second-round pick that turned out to essentially be a late first-round pick, which uh, because of the, uh, was it the the Dolphins that didn't have a first-round pick or something like that because of of tampering or whatever, that uh, the pick was, the first round was only 31 picks instead of 32. So the pick we gave up was the 32nd pick uh, in the draft to the uh, to the Steelers for Claypool, and um, I don't know that Joey Porter Jr. is uh, 
you know, being so spectacular that, uh, I mean, we regret the trade as it is because we just gave him away to Miami for nothing. And, and it's funny because I keep seeing him pop up on the uh, in-season hard knocks for the Dolphins. You see him in the meeting rooms because they're focusing on Tyreek Wils- Tyree Hill, of course. And he's just kind of in there like, oh, yeah, look at that. There's Chase Claypool. He is still playing football. Look at that. And, uh, and everything. But Montez Sweat is the opposite. We traded for him. He comes in. And after it, you know, like a week or two to get his bearings, he's been outstanding uh, for us. Got another sack uh, in this ball game. Had four quarterback hits uh, in the game. He was amazing uh, today and has been amazing for us. And uh, I'm hoping that, that he can be consistent. And I think that's uh, that was why the Bears traded for him. Because I think that Chase Young is probably the more dynamic of the two. But A... Montez Sweat is the healthier of the two players and the more consistent was the was the line that I was given by our good friend Brian, <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. Who himself from the uh, Commanders Declassified uh, podcast. He's like, yeah, he's he's the more he's the healthier and more consistent player, which is something that the Bears really need. And he has been consistent. I think this is three weeks in a row, at least that he's gotten a sack uh, on the quarterback. I mean, he even. Uh, set it up. The Yannick Ngakwe finally got another sack uh, in there. He's at a career low at only four sacks so far. This is a guy that didn't get any less than eight, no matter where he's been on his other you know, three or four teams uh, in the NFL. He's only got four with four games to go, so maybe uh, Montez can uh, take some of the attention away so Ngakwe can get back up to eight before the season is done, but... It's like ever since he came around, you've really seen the defense take another step. And I don't know if he's just energized everyone or if because he is a more more of a threat in the pass rushing uh, realm that uh, we've got more one-on-one situations. There's not so many uh, double teams, and our guys are starting to win those one-on-ones because we saw Javon Dexter uh, get his first sack uh, today. And it was kind of it was a half sack that I think he shared with Montez Sweat, because I think he had one and a half today, if I'm not mistaken. Sweat, yeah, they only gave him one. So it was Justin Jones was the one that he shared that sack with. So, yeah. And then, like I said, Ngakwe got his. So we got four four sacks of uh, golf today. And the Bears gave up three, but they were all in the first half. So really turned around in the second half. Uh, they did a better job protecting Fields, because that was my major gripe in the first quarter, was that, you know, Fields hadn't seen a clean pocket yet. That, you know, most of the 58 yards scrambling, he had 50 of them in the first half because he was running for his life. The pocket was literally collapsing around him. He either had to step up or he had to take off. And that's where 50 of those yards came at halftime. And in the second half, he's dealing with clean pockets. He can get rid of the football. Didn't need to run as much. Only had eight yards rushing in the second half, but it was still good enough to lead the team on uh, on Sunday. So, yeah. Bear up Jalen Johnson. You want that money, and you're playing like it, bro. At least uh, I hope that if you get it from the Bears, you continue to play like you deserve it, as opposed to, you know, a lot of people that get paid, <coughs> Eddie Jackson, where you get paid and all of a sudden the, the reasons that we paid you disappear. You know, like being a ball hawk and constantly being around the ball, making things happen, being one of the more exciting defensive backs in the league. And then that just 
as soon as you become the highest paid safety in the league, all of a sudden those things don't happen anymore. So I'm hoping that if uh, you get your pay, you're going to get paid for sure. But if you get paid by the Bears, which I hope you do, um, that you play like you're still hungry. So even though you're going to eat pretty damn well with what you get paid on your next contract, stay hungry, please. Because uh, I like this Jalen Johnson. This is what, three, four interceptions so far this year? Not not talking about the ones that you've dropped and not run back for touchdowns that would have been gimmies for you. I mean, you run those pick sixes back, I'm pounding the table for you to get your money. I want polls to pay you now. Don't even let him hit the market. Pay him now. But, yeah, you haven't. So, it's like, I still want you to get paid, but I also want you to hit the market so you can find out what you're actually worth like they did when they allowed you to go out for, uh, to look for a trade. Because I think that was the eye-opener for Jalen, was that um, what he was wanting from the Bears, he wasn't going to get from anybody. So that's why, A, the Bears' price tag was too high, and that uh, you know Jalen seemed disappointed with the offers that he was getting from other teams. So, But I'm sorry I brought that up. But Jalen Johnson was outstanding again today, uh, had the interception, and uh, it was a key moment, even though the Bears did nothing with it. Um, that was, uh, and I was hoping that wouldn't be a theme, but the next time, the next two times, actually, that the, uh, no, just once, actually, the next time that the, that Goff turned the ball over on that fumble, we put in the end zone for a touchdown. That's, that's what you do. That's how you win ball games right there. Speaking of which, bear up TJ Edwards, the man on the spot who recovered that fumble. Not only did he recover the fumble, but somebody's leg, and I think it was one of our guys that, uh, he wrapped his arms around the leg while grabbing onto the uh, football. But, uh, you know, Edwards also, you know, getting in there on some on some tackles. A light day for him with only four tackles, but he had a tackle for loss and the fumble recovery uh, in, this, uh, in this game. But this is also, like, I think the third game in a row where he's forced to take away or gotten a takeaway, two interceptions and the forced fumble or the fumble recovery uh, today. And he's our leading tackler. Speaking of leading tacklers, Jaquan Brisker, bear up for 17 total tackles on this game. The leading tackler of the game by far. 13 of them were solo tackles. Uh, had me worried when he left the game. With you know, He got shook up at one point, had to leave the game. But he came back in, had an outstanding day. Dropped an interception because he mistimed his jump. Like he was already in, like he jumped as the ball was thrown. So he was on his way down as the ball was finally getting to him. If he had you know, timed his jump a little bit better, I think maybe he comes down uh, with that interception. But he was, uh, he was very, very good uh, today. And then the only bear down I have is actually kind of an honorable mention, and it's more of my continued gripe with Luke Getze. The um, you know, refusal to try to run outside the tackles when it's obvious that we cannot run up the middle. Uh, Mark Schlereth, uh, a former offensive lineman, three-time Super Bowl champion, uh, kept saying that the Bears need to be running to the outside. Because you saw what happened when Fields ran to the outside, uh, you know, got some first downs there, scored the last touchdown, uh, you know, running to the outside. The DJ Moore, uh, you know, reverse was an outside run, to, you know, to the edge uh, and everything's And we our more successful runs seem to be the ones outside the guards. And we kept trying to run between the guards on those plays and running, like I said, right into the teeth of that Lions defense and getting nowhere with it. 
And then, like I said, the first play of the first play of the the half was another pitch to DJ Moore to to run the ball. It's like, all right, so this is what we're doing, you know, kind of thing. It's just like he, it's almost like he can hear what's being said, and this is him giving the uh, bafangu to the uh, to the you know fan base. Like, you don't want me to run with? Uh, you want me to throw it to DJ? You don't want him to run to Moore? First play, we're running the ball with DJ Moore. Take that, you know, kind of thing. So. So yeah, it's not a true bears down bear down, but you know, we'll uh, it'll be an honorable mention uh, for this week. So technically, no bear downs this week. I was very pleased with just about everybody. Uh, this one, then we had our nice list, and uh, one more bear up to the offensive line actually, because they really recovered in the second half. They 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 the Lions gave them more than they could handle in the first half. Gave up those three sacks, and, and while the Lions did put pressure on from time to time. Fields was able to, like I said, he 50 yards rushing, almost all of them were him scrambling in the first half, and he finished with 58 because in the second half he didn't need to run as much. He did not need to run for his life like he did in the first. So nice recovery from the offensive line, protecting the quarterback and uh, letting us go on our on our own terms as opposed to letting Detroit dictate theirs. So... There you have it, guys. That is the Week 14 review episode of the Bear Stock Underground. Come back tomorrow on Tuesday for the Week 14 review of the fourth phase. We'll recap this game again, along with all of the others for Week number 14. Close the book on the week and get ready for Week number 15 with our beloved Chicago Bears heading out to Cleveland to take on those Browns. So uh, come back on Tuesday for the fourth phase. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground.